Right, we're rolling. On this podcast, we'll be talking about different areas of business and all things marketing. My name is Dave Doyle. And I'm Dave Alton. This is Social Antics, another marketing podcast. guys welcome back to another episode of social antics i'm being told to stop by dave what's wrong with you dave i haven't fucking put my thing on flight mode yet <laughs> you're not ready you're no not ready. i'm not ready no do you know what i told you you said was it last week or the week before that you do all your research now in the week coming up and you're very I d- prepared I, and I do absolutely and in case you haven't noticed which the last two weeks I've been up the <laughs> fucking walls i've no time this podcast is like it was grand as i was like oh yeah one weekend in e- or one week in- or one weekday and evening and grand or one weekday evening Jesus Christ one evening a week one evening there? a week <laughs> um, and I was just like no I don't I, I don't, life, I, I, don't ha- I don't have any evenings a week the, the evenings are the evenings are gone obviously you're kind of at that time of the year now where your last bits of corrections and stuff going in obviously yeah they're kind of done um, it, it's more now you're supervising dissertation students and students are in placement Okay. Which is dissertations for obviously for masters and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, it? exactly. Yeah, so usually um, they, those would be out in placement and stuff like that, and their company would set them some sort of a challenge, and you would do research around that challenge and present kind of findings. That's interesting. How 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 was it? Was it a lot more challenging this year to actually get placement for students? Very very difficult. Yeah, yeah. very very difficult. And even the we spoke about it multiple times before the socialization process like a lot of these guys okay they may have worked in bars and stuff but they've never worked in a what you want to call it a corporate type yeah. kind of scenario um now a lot of them are in situ in the businesses because businesses are opening up again but any, a lot of the bigger multinationals that would take a quite a lot of students um it was it wasn't so much like it wasn't as if they weren't taking students, but just the socialization process for students Take, is a bit is a bit more difficult. At home kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's difficult, like, and it's very hard to. You know, if you're out in placement, a lot of students would take up their own initiative. They do courses provided by the company, or you know, they go out on sales um, um sales routes, or they go you know, a multitude of different things. It's difficult to do that, you know. Even from a social media perspective, trying to create content without being on site very very difficult strains you know what I mean so it's a it's it's uh, it's an interesting and would a lot would would you be would you say more of the the bigger the corporate companies are more open to taking students or would you get a mix of both oh no we get a mix we get a big mix Um, you'd get um because you always hear the usual as opposed to you know, a little as always... opposed to a little mix which is the very popular girl band in the UK but <laughs> we get a big mix <laughs> did that stuff. play out better in your yeah, head it did it? yeah it sounded, <laughs> sounded funnier when I was saying it but um the um but no, you get you get you get everything. You get students going to startups, public sector, uh, multinational corporations. Um, you get them going to kind of high growth potential companies like the Teamwork.com, for example. Yeah. So we get no, we get a very very um, a big eclectic mix of different companies, but then also different roles in those companies. Well, from marketing, uh, kind of HR, operations, supply chain, job across the board, really. It's interesting. I know it's just it's just hearing students going on placement last year you know and they're finding stuff and they're all talking about it and this year i was just wondering you know how difficult it was like you know obviously it is um no it, it is no next it, year it's better no it's definitely more difficult and even from a from a data collection point of view like if you were to go out and um like before even if you had um let's say we had a student last year and they were uh, working with a retail product and part of their research was about doing mystery shopping mm. within stores um, where the placements were, where consumers shop, uh, stopping, looking at price, compare, all the kind of stuff that you would typically do in a kind of a research environment. And uh, obviously during COVID, you can't have a student just hanging around a fucking supermarket, you know. So little things like that, getting interviews with people, much more difficult. Um, even though conducting the interviews is less time consuming, actually doing the interviews is more so. So no, it's, um, it's tough. Like we've got a lot of our... Um, the research is now kind of gravitated online, so using online sources and then doing things like content analysis on um, uh, brand social media pages, 
uh, netnographic studies um things like that but again it's it, typically speaking we kind of we kind of offer a multi-method approach whereby they'd use different methods to come up with the different findings but it's become a bit more a little bit more restrictive but they're making a good good fist off it now in fairness good stuff before we get into the news this week i'm going to tell the story of you where marketing let you down at the weekend did it it did i can't remember this now <laughs> we took a trip down and we got a bag of chips and a chipper on we saturday we did and you were standing all excited with yourself because you were going to get something do you remember this now? You remember you were going to get the you were going to get the the whatever the the place supper or whatever it was. Oh, the prawns, the prawn scampi, <laughs> the prawn scampi. You said try our delicious prawn scampi. It was in written in chalk. And we were we were standing in the queue. I'd say for about forty minutes. It was a long queue. Yeah, it was a long. And queue. by the time you got there, it was fucking gone. <laughs> and they didn't fucking rub it out. I wouldn't mind if it was a static feature, like, but do you know? fucking rub it out chalkboard job yeah yeah. and what was the name of it the chipper's name was it, was oh, it, Fips, it was Fips a, and oh yeah fish uh, trying, to write, <laughs> trying to do it backwards now Fips and F- instead fish, of fish and uh, chips it'd be Fips and <laughs> whatever it was anyway down across Haven on the left down across Haven on the left hand side it was good when you could read it not so much when you were remembering fish and hips was it fish and hips or something no, like hips, that hips are the things hips that you fish. get replaced when you're in your 80s yeah it was good though it was good Um, so I'll plug out to them but change the sign yeah, if yeah, you're exactly. running yeah yeah so what exciting popped up for you this week in the world of marketing or business? Um, the most exciting thing, I think, was there was a report from Axios uh, two days ago where um, it's kind of been heavily rumoured that um, Netflix are going to get into gaming and as well as being the kind of the, the streaming or the primary streaming platform for, um, for movies and for uh, series and stuff like that, they're also now going to branch into the gaming space as well, which I think is very, very exciting not just from a kind of a like i mean the business model kind of remains the same but i think there is a kind of um there's an opportunity for hybrid shows shall we say which could change people's viewing experience into the future so i don't know if you watched um black mirror band is this like actual gaming like as in like playstation 4 kind of gaming like yeah yeah basically okay, yeah right. yeah no it's going to be predominantly associated with the studios who they already do films or where they already have films it's a Resident Evil for example would be popular on Netflix and there's also a popular game um, but then they would also partner with some of the indie companies as well um, to kind of produce content in that regard now again there's, there is limited information in terms of how this is going to work but I suppose again that, that hybrid of gaming and viewing is something that Netflix have been experimenting with so I don't know if you watched uh, Black Mirror Bandersnatch no. where basically you were watching the television program, but then you controlled what the character did next, oh, okay. and then that changed the direction of the overall show, mm. which is an interesting way of looking at I, it. I, yeah, I, I remember doing that on something else before. It's not what you said there, but something similar like that. Yeah, yeah. there was loads of different outcomes of the movie. Or yeah, yeah, that's what it, that's what it basically is. Yeah, and they did that with uh, with Bandersnatch. So again, the gamification of certain viewing experience obviously makes things more immersive people are more it's not going to be background noise because you actually have to engage with the Mm. piece of content does that offer opportunities for brands and building awareness to integrate themselves more into content creative all that kind of stuff so i think it's um it's an interesting uh, direction and again it just shows you that all these companies are again vertical content different different industries dominating um which is again interesting yeah i think i'm 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 using more so and gravitating more towards actually Disney Plus at the moment. I think so, a lot of the content going out on there since they added the whole star feature. But I think Fucking child, I know, yeah. Uh, but they're they're I think their platform. I actually like it a lot more than Netflix. I think Netflix is getting starting to get a bit stale for me and a bit boring. There's not there's not enough new content coming out on it. Either, but the difference is which which is irritating enough about Disney is that so Netflix's algorithm is very very clever in that it changes one the the thumbnail depending that, on what yeah. you're interested in and also then it kind of it kind of um it changes your fees depending on what your past viewing history is disney everyone's disney is the true, exact same true yeah which totally. is a bit a bit, fr- a bit frustrating particularly when you look at the star feature because star is just an eclectic Shows, mix yeah. of everything do you know what i mean so you do want that narrowed down kind of a small bit you know but um but disney to be fair like disney has the opportunity to I think out of all those companies, even Prime, uh, Netflix and so on, they are the company that could be the most dominant in that area because they've got the parks mm. and they've also got the brand. It's which... just it's the whole 360 thing. Like they've absolutely oh, everything. Absolutely, like, yeah. yeah. So I think that, again, this idea of having a subscription service whereby 
if you are subscribed to Disney and you get first access to Star Wars um, you can go on Disney cruises they're, they're you can go to their it. parks they're, all this kind of stuff they're pushing it big time at the moment with the, the Cruella one but like, I just think the whole viewing thing is going to go that way they're, go, they're seeing that they don't need cinemas they, they will keep people on the app by like they're pushing out one of the Star Wars that's coming down the line it's two or three months away yeah. but they're pushing it now and knowing that people will like no no I'll, I'll wait for that show while waiting for that show yeah. they've just got another 40 50 quid out of you by and waiting it, and it, dep- like it depends as well so if you take so they are obviously looking at this going okay when it, when someone goes to the cinema they're paying well 15 quid a ticket yeah. then you're getting your 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 popcorn small yeah. or large because you're going to be combo marketing and uh, <laughs> and then you're going to um, and between all of that your petrol all the rest of it adding up like I mean if you're bringing a family to the cinema oh, you're talking true. 60 80 quid yeah. whatever the story is they're saying, well, no, you can, you know, get your just eating or getting your yeah. own popcorn and stuff like that. We'll sell it to you for thirty, and you then have full access to that going forward. So, like when I saw it now the last day, because I was because I heard about this idea that now you're paying for films even though you're also paying a subscription, and I was like, yeah, cheeky bastards. But at the same time, because the subscription is so small, you would mind. you be willing yeah. to pay? Like, I mean, like, am I going to pay thirty quid for Quella? No, I'm not. Would I pay thirty quid with a gang of mates for Star Wars? Yeah, you would. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I think it's um, it's they, different but now. They have to sell that package as you know, as you said, get the just eat, get the few beers, get the lads. Oh yeah, and watch get the it. Movie, and that that, that, inter- that integration, those integrations are going to start happening. I think flipping it around. Then if you look at something like Spotify or whatever, you know, we talked about them a good bit. If they turn around and started saying, get the exclusive whatever new album is coming out, would people pay for it? I don't think so. I don't know. I'm not a big like I'm. I'm not. Like I I I'd be the kind of I like music I like listening to it but I wouldn't you go and go and buy I, I wouldn't go yeah. rush to get an album you know it's I'm not a, that kind just of just for anyone that does like you know that's into you know look that whole area is kind of gone bang and wallop in terms of um do you know bringing out music you know all the money is in the live which is obviously that's why all the entertainment industry is up in heat from the last year because they can't do the gig and but bang I don't and think, wallop what bang and bang wallop, and wallop. It's a technical term that's the name of the episode <laughs> anyway bang and wallop. <laughs> all gone down we call it that we? bang and wallop I like that um, it's like you normally you come out with the shit like off I know, the top yeah. of your head um, but um, yeah no it'd be interesting you know I don't think they'd ever get away with that kind of a model of um, you know exclusivity you know unless it's um, well they are already with Joe Rogan and stuff like that you don't pay to get exclusive content on Spotify no not at the no no not the as in there is exclusive content on Spotify but it is not you don't pay extra for that exclusivity. Yeah, you yeah. pay your no, subscription. No, no, no. You pay. You pay to get Spotify. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's interesting. Um, but again, I but I I could see things going that way. Like I mean, there are people out there that would happily pay a euro per episode of Joe Rogan. They would like absolutely no doubt about that. And then it depends on your business model changes. Then right, are you going for volume and making your money through things like advertising, data, playing yeah. all the rest of it, or are you going for a narrow audience where? Um, it's an exclusive generating. group or whatever exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah so I mean it depends on what business model they want to go for no I, th- I think Disney are getting they've got the balance about right I think they put out an article again today I saw I think I saw it on LinkedIn um, you know, the Disney Corporation not just Disney Plus but um, that they were going to make a more conscious effort again I think we talked about this a few months ago but they were going to make a conscious effort again to make you know um, less stereotypes in their advertising and you know uh, gender equality and all this kind of stuff in their advertising they put out another post about Disney today. yeah 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 this is the same company that a couple of months ago filmed Mulan in the what is it the <laughs> Xinjiang region of um, of um, of China where basically there's a there's a there's a court of you've just thrown this on me now so I'm going to get know, some yeah, of the phraseology yeah. wrong but there's Please a certain <laughs> certain court of Muslims that are basically there's basically an ethnic cleansing kind of thing going on by the Chinese Communist Party and they filmed in that region so again you know Disney say one thing but you know do the other kind of a thing you know what I mean so I don't like I mean they're Disney they can get I'm pretty sure they actually tanked the Chinese Communist Party in the credits of Mulan oh, we have to I'm pull, pretty we'll have sure to they did yeah we'll have to pull that out so anything else pop up for you this week Dave actually before you go any further did you see Mr. Cristiano Ronaldo yeah I reckon the marketing director for Coca-Cola and the subsequent sponsorship manager or whoever that is is absolutely furious right now Mr. Pepsi though is delighted oh Mr. Pe- <laughs> Mr. Pepsi's after going out for a few drinks I'd say more than likely for anyone that didn't see it basically in the press conference Cristiano Ronaldo sat down two bottles of coke in front of you sitting beside someone else and there was two bottles of coke in front of each of them 
he sat down looked at him grabbed him and put them under the table yeah he did he <laughs> and said, then picked yeah. up a bottle of water and got a big cheer for it drink so, drink water he said uh, so he said is yeah it? drink water I think like <laughs> what did, like I, I always I always find it funny when you see the likes of you know Coke or, or Luke say there any of these sponsoring sports sport like what do you expect like you know it's it's not the most healthiest of things sponsoring the, the, you know what should be healthy. yeah yeah but to be fair if you look at the um sport has been one of the key vehicles for the kind of the dark industries of gambling sugar alcohol for years and years it's been the staple of i mean ultimately you're not okay the sports people are healthy sports fans aren't are necessarily <laughs> re- re- uh, renowned for being you know the the kind of most athletic or the most uh, again very very stereotypical here like but i mean ultimately that's that's the that's the target audience they're going for but as a result of that coca-cola's shares dropped from 56 dollars 10 cents to 55 dollars and 22 cent um which doesn't sound like a lot when you say it like that <laughs> but it overall means the company's value has dropped from 400 or sorry from 242 billion dollars to 238 billion dollars which for those how they sleep tonight. Four, four, four billion dollars, which isn't insignificant considering for them that it's pocket money. <laughs> well, it's pocket money was a hell of a lot more than they would have spent. Like ultimately, like they would have spent whatever amount of millions on the sponsorship of, and now they've looked at that going, well, we spent say a hundred million and we've lost four <laughs> billion. Do you know what I mean? It's not exactly fucking pocket change either. Like, do you know what I mean? Red, a big red on that. Excel it's a sheet. big, yeah, it's a big, um, it's a big, oh, look at the, I've got the graph here in front of me. You can see, obviously the listeners can't see it, but that's a big drop. It's a big drop. It's a big right, drop, yeah. yeah. So like, I mean, no, it's, look, it's, it's, it, but look, I mean, ultimately, again, it just shows you even in a traditional, like, like, okay, their sponsorship in that particular regard is traditional. It's sponsorship based. Um, but in a digital world, if you have influencers, which Ronaldo is, I think he's number one in the world um, at the is, moment in terms of his most impact. followers and stuff. Like that. He a, was, he was like the most followers and biggest influencers. You yeah, said, like you know, yeah, um, he's definitely up there. And he's, um, and ultimately, look, you put two bottles of coke in front of him, fine, but he is right to do that oh, like, he has to do, I mean? like even if you didn't put me if you just tip one over it's going to make yeah, yeah. a money difference like, you'd wonder why they didn't like I mean it might have been smarter for Co- I mean look like again it is sports and stuff like that would and I'm sure they are having that meeting at this very moment in time they own several water companies like they own smart water I'm sure but once again going back to everything we talked about us talking about this it's on every news now. like is it oh, yeah. the worst thing in the world for Coke no it's fucking brilliant because everyone now is talking about Coca-Cola no I disagree no I disagree entirely no that their no, Coca-Cola your logic they are no not sense. going to lose sales in the long they just, term they just from lost it. 4 billion yeah but it's Coca-Cola they are going to come back next week oh no I'm not I'm not, I'm not saying the company's going to go out of business but you cannot say that this is a good thing in any way shape or form I know, you not, say well, everyone is talking about Coca-Cola everyone knows Coca-Cola anyway exactly all of these brands like engage in this kind of high level sponsorship because they already have a position in the mind of the consumer they just need to keep it there so it's a different like when you're talking about the marketing of Coca-Cola it's very different to talking about the marketing of an up and coming brand that doesn't have that positioning a lot of these historic brands rely on just maintaining that level of awareness and this awareness is not good awareness particularly if you think up and coming consumers are more interested in health and fitness they are more interested in looking after themselves. There's been a massive increase in Coke Zero in recent times for this very, very reason. And you combine that with someone like Christian who has millions of followers. He says drink water. It's gonna be a lot of people drink water. I don't know. I do agree. I think I think we'll see it we'll see we'll see hashtag drink water now coming out as a trend now and we'll see TikTok videos, we'll see everything coming out over the next week or so. But I don't think it's it's not. It's not going to shut Coca Cola down, like you know. Of course, it's not. That's a stupid comment. Of course, <laughs> it's not going to fucking shut them down. But it's a bad thing. Yeah. Okay. Hashtag drink water. Hashtag drink water. Yeah. Well, I have a coffee in front of me. <laughs> Highly caffeinated beverage. Sorry, it's not Coca Cola. Um, there's our sponsorship of Coca Cola gone. <laughs> I like Coke Zero, but they've done with Coke Zero has been phenomenal. I, d- I I do think it was very clever. Um you know changing the colours up there from the black to the stuff. red yeah, yeah. very very inc- well, very from, very clever it went clever. from black a good long time ago didn't it um, well, it was Coke Zero eventually and now it's called Coke Cola Zero Sugar yeah so they've, they've totally rebranded it reversing the colours making them all red cans yeah, yeah. Just, you know it's very it is very very clever like you know, um, 
They're, are they going back? Am I right in saying? No, they're not. They're sticking with them slimmer cans, I think, are they? Or are they going back to the fatter ones again? No, because sure, the sugar tax means that there's less portion in the slimmer cans. Is that what it is? Yeah, so it's, it's, the same tax size. Thing. it's a tax thing, I think. Yeah. It makes it also you drink it quicker and you think you have less in it. Uh, no idea but it's actually like I've noticed even myself like like I drink a can of, and that's actually enough I wouldn't have a full it can it reminds me of, do you remember the old the old ones the mini ones used to get the you know the big on the mouth oh the little picnic uh, yeah, yeah, picnic yeah, ones me fuck those. I haven't seen them in a while yeah yeah, yeah that's fair enough <laughs> bringing back memories yeah <laughs> Um, I suppose nothing as exciting before the main bit of news I suppose what's the main bit of news I don't know I was hoping you had something oh, for god's sake um, the only other one that this is going to be a very shortened episode obviously is, yeah. um, the only other one which is not kind of it's not marketing as such but sure we never talk about marketing anyway um, but the, um, the there was a law passed um, recently enough I think it was this week um, quite a complex law and I'm not saying that I know a huge amount about it or that I've decrypted in any way just before people start shouting going oh that's not what it is I know that's not what it is I'm giving you the I'm giving you the cliff notes the law for dummies kind of version of it but basically there are new uh, stop and search laws that have basically been oh. brought out which are going to allow on Gardi Shiakana to um, request that you give them your passwords for your electronic devices so your iPads tablets um, phones and so on and so forth yeah they made a big about the phones but it's not just phones it's actually yeah, no it's, it's all devices, electronic yeah. devices and if you do not comply you could be slapped with a fine of up to 30,000 and 5 years in prison lovely, lovely. so uh, it, it's it's. I have to say it's quite interesting and it does make sense to a certain extent I th- I I'm I'm on the side that if there is see and that's where it's grey area if there is warrant to go and do it and not a warrant I think you should you know that's where you kind of get into the stage of you need a warrant to search no it's not warrant it's this is stop and search but that's what I'm saying sorry but what I'm trying to say is is it justified is it warranted that you can search someone's phone it's not just here give me that let me look do you know is there a cause for why are you looking at someone's phone yeah but you have to so I think there has to be almost guidelines or rules or whatever that what what is the level it gets to that you need to search someone's phone which is where the complexity comes in now i think to be fair because there's a lot of stats over i think it's in the uk in particular and in the not sorry not the uk the us where if you look at stop and search there is a disproportionate amount of blacks are searched rather than whites and stuff like that so i think what's important here is that why you are stopping someone and who you needs to be logged and that needs to be reported on just so there's no discrimination going going on 70% 70% of young people it's probably going to be more than that it's going to be all young people like that of course it is yeah no of course it is so but next I mean, thing is going to be discrimination against young people yeah but I mean ultimately the, like the difference is is that if you look at how we now view crime it's always through the lens of someone's phone so if you have got mm. evidence on your phone and the Gardaí need access to it then ultimately like them having that access to that information is surely probably a good thing Oh um, yeah, oh hundred percent. But like I mean, but like there's the other, like there's the other, there's the more granular layers in as well. Where again, what's your reason for stopping someone? Do you know, like if you've got a, like, like obviously if you stop and search someone, and you have a reason to put in their phone. Something happened in front of you, so whether it's they've took pictures or videos. Well, or it's either that or they're known. So a lot of drug known. dealing happens now online in whatsapp or whatever the story is and because whatsapp's technically encrypted it's diff- it's more difficult to get, get access to it you know what i mean so again the, the, it kind of circumvents that in mm. many ways um and we know there's been loads of oh, there's been an infiltration of oh, delivery platforms and stuff like that being used for um drugs and stuff like that um so i think it it it's interesting um there's now that also being said there's a lot of research like there's a lot of um research out there that shows that technology can be used for good in relation to illicit consumption so one of my colleagues dr stephen o'sullivan published a paper a number of years ago which looked at pillowports.com and it talks about well there's a gap in the market in terms of educating people about illicit drugs because our education of illicit drugs in secondary school and above is basically drugs are bad don't take them Mm -hmm. you have to operate under the assumption that people are still going to take drugs so therefore how do you mediate or mitigate mitigate against the bad effects of the taking of certain legal substances and it's on that consumer based platform which is based on this concept of market mavenism or consumers who help other consumers saying I bought this bag off of this particular um, drug dealer. 
this stuff is really really bad I got a bad hit off it it's not good drugs there's whatever in it and there's other people then saying oh no this stuff is good and you see it at festivals as well there's a lot more of a move towards you know, bringing your tablets or whatever to a drug testing tent making sure that they're okay and all the rest of it so again I think it's like it's very and I, again this is probably a little bit a little bit left afield in terms of giving the police your um um your uh, your pin number but ultimately there is there is a, a worthwhile use for technology in terms of helping people's consumption particularly when it comes to illicit um, illicit behavior and ultimately if you do a you know we have to stop people behaving badly that's not going to work so therefore it's how do you use technology to mitigate or mediate it's against a, i also think it shows how on the other side of it, it shows how kind of out of date still you know we've talked about different laws in terms of online you know slander online and all this kind of stuff it shows how out of date we are with technology that only something like this is being brought in now whereas how long have oh, well, it's, there it's, been issues it's, with yeah, this it's, it's, it's complicated like the, the constant thing is that technology moves very very quickly and law making happens very very slowly yeah. so as soon as the law comes in something else has moved something on else, do you know so like I mean it, it's, it, it's a difficult space look I think overall to make a very very simplistic argument of it if you don't do anything wrong then ultimately you know it's not going to impact you but there are other circumstances then where i can see do you know what i mean even people now in business are using whatsapp mm. is there confidential information there that then people can get access do you know what i mean there, there there's a huge gray area in terms of what um in terms of what you can access and what you're allowed to use and all this type of stuff so i like my understanding of it is that it's a very very complex law there are not clear rules and regulations there in terms of what why you can take someone's phone and, and um, get their pin and stuff like that but look it's um and there's looked at some circumstance where obviously fucking pedophiles and stuff like that obviously yeah Joe, they're not going to hand over their pin anyway but it's going to be interesting to see how it's actually applied and how it actually works but it's an interesting step interesting step indeed so following on, I suppose what's caused a bit of back and forth chat for us for the last couple of days has been on the back of um it's basically a summer camp, summer course that's been launched down in IT Carlo, um, being aimed at secondary school students. Um, I think it's I think it's transition years to to sixth year, so more on the senior the senior years, but it's basically a digital crash course, summer a week long uh, digital crash course in basically building a brand, building a business online, um. I think it said that you're going to build, develop an online presence, build a business, have it here, build a business, launch a fan page, or launch a social justice campaign. And we've been back and forth chatting. We've talked about it so many times over the last couple of episodes, where you know we've talked about Instagram for kids and Messenger for kids and you know YouTube and just basically all the platforms going down the years. We'll say, you know, and and grabbing uh, you know people at a younger age and, and getting them hooked on the platforms, but. This is on another level. This is now hitting. Uh, whether you agree, there's reasons for agreeing or disagreeing, but we're going to see a lot more of these kind of courses popping up, where it's people targeting younger students to get them involved in this whole area of being an influencer. We'll call it at a younger age. Did you did you see you, you know have used have have looked a little into maybe what the course is providing or? Yeah, so I think look for the start, just to be clear, this is funded <laughs> by the Higher Education Authority. Who employed? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I am obviously employed by a third level uh, third level institution. I am also involved in a kind of a similar type summer camp within my own university, which is more focused on entrepreneurship, which is also funded by the Higher Education Authority. So. Again, there is an element. There, 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 there is a there, there is there is a conflict of interest here. Somewhere. No, but I think I think there's 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 benefit there's pros and cons to to these, right? Okay, and we'll start off with right. What one you just said you're involved in one, so we we'll start off with that one. What does that do? So what we basically do is, and I speak at it as opposed to being in the organization of it, but ultimately what we do is that we bring it's almost key, like a dragon keynote speaker. It's almost like oh, absolutely, yeah, pre-recorded, <laughs> of course, but it's almost like a a dragon's den type scenario okay. whereby students come in and um, they're put into groups and obviously it's different because it's online um, but what we would have done pre-COVID is students would come in um, they would again the same kind of age core transition year kind of up to sixth class there there are sixth year is it whatever it is um, so the kind of older age cohort they'd be put into groups they're asked to come up with a product and then they almost go through the product development stage mm. so learning about you know, rudimentary market research validating your idea 
uh, communication in terms of presentation, the marketing of it, what tools are available to you, all this kind of stuff. So it's kind of a mix of fun business challenges how, how mixed long is in. This? It's over about three days. Tough yeah. enough for three days, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, it is good. And look, the students get a lot get a lot out of it. And look, you can like to be fair, a lot of the like a lot of the ideas that come through, they're actually quite good. Like, mm. you know, particularly for the level that you're talking about. Like a number of years ago I remember there was one where um and you almost see digital companies now doing this, but you'd almost have like a local kind of a docker book. So at the moment you've got loyalty schemes mm. and they're all just done um they're all done by individual businesses. This um these I think it was three or four students basically came together and they created almost like a loyalty book which you would buy, but it would give you um it would give you access to loyalty schemes across every business in a small kind of a village or whatever, which is kind of like what the likes of Squid are doing now, right? Ultimately, it's yeah. kind of a cumulative points kind of a system, whatever the story is. So again, for the for the age court that you're talking about, it's it's exciting to see young entrepreneurs up and coming and stuff like that. So that being said, um I read the kind of blurb here. We should actually get the blurb up just to make sure that I don't, uh, I don't misrepresent, <laughs> don't misrepresent anything. So I think, as you said there, that that's kind of your one's kind of definitely down the entrepreneur. It's not my one. I'd be very sorry. UCC one, I've not. I, mean, I, I just do a, I just do a speaking bit of. You just put them all off the the whole idea of going down that route at the, the end of idea. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> go, in, um, go, go into accountancy, lads. <laughs> I've never, I've never ever recommended that to one of my students. Um, but I think that, so as I said, the UCC one is definitely down the entrepreneur route. That almost like that mini business module that a lot of people do in like transition years. It's the exa- it's the exact same thing. I know you actually did. Oh, you did one. I was the um, I was one of the CEOs for our mini mini company back in the day. Is it worth a fortune? It no, was not. It? No, it wasn't. It, we won the All Ireland. What did you do? It was sponsored by Coca. It was called sponsored uh, by Coca. It was sponsored by Coca Cola. Yeah, great. Um, but it was. Um, it was uh, a mini company. It was kind of like you'd um, you'd get involved in a battle of the bands. So you'd be an agent for mm. two artists and you'd basically promote them online. And then you create your business plan. You do other little fundraising things and stuff. And we raised like 20 grand or something. It was good. It was decent. Like, And uh, we won in the All-Irelands up in the... I, I want to say the button factory button factory yeah yeah, yeah I think mm-hmm. I think that's Temple where Bar. it was yeah yeah I think that's where it was Um, the, I've been to Temple Bar a lot since and I, was, <laughs> I wasn't involved in any mini company competitions I can guarantee you that but look so th- what, what, what the course says is that if you were a TY or a senior cycle secondary school student and fancy developing your online presence building a little business online or launching a fan page or a social justice campaign or you just want to meet some fantastic online movers and shakers then the digital hustle summer school is for you um, we've lined up a lot of big name influencers and some interesting young hustlers for you to meet be inspired and make connections with these young people who are getting out there and making a name for themselves and a few extra euros too um, okay. my, my first my first issue with it is what they call it the hustle stuff the yeah. digital hustle yeah. whatever they call it just the word hustle I think we've seen it I don't think anyone maybe from the outside kind of knows about it maybe you know and, and I think we've talked about it here the whole affiliation I suppose that word has now with the likes of a Gary Vaynerchuk or those kind of people that is in, in our eyes yes some of the stuff he says is absolutely brilliant he's obviously built a great brand but we've talked about it here sometimes he's leading people down a yeah, dark patch we'll say it, you know and, and I think that is what I wouldn't like to see coming out of something like this if they have it depends who's teaching it is my big thing like you know is it people that are actually involved like, it's, both, said, it's a combination I think there's there's a number of influencers um, to be fair we're not going to name names because they may be communicating we don't know what they're communicating right so we don't know if it's going to be good bad, yeah. positive we don't know and there's a couple of academics some business guys and stuff like that it's, it's, an, it's a mix to be fair it, it looks to be fair it looks very very similar to what we're doing in UCC in terms of the entrepreneur summer camp um, my issue is that when I, when I hear the title hustle I hear influencers and the problem is is that there is this there are a lot of kids out I think there was a survey done recently enough whereby they asked kids what do you want to go in your what do you want to be when you mm. grow up and instead of saying like fireman or whatever <laughs> the story is they said I want to be a YouTube influencer Aww. which is very very it's a dangerous path that we're leading people down some people are very very good at it I know that there is um, so there is a kid of um of an entrepreneur that I'm uh, that I'm doing a bit of consultancy with he's after setting up his own kind of um um, not quite drop shipping, but he basically buys in uh, kind of retro owners and things like StockX mm. and stuff like that and then resells them then at a profit. Really, really entrepreneurial kid, only whatever, 13, 14, making a few bob for himself, really, really job 
do your thing do you know what i mean i am another one of my colleagues then their kid is making a fortune selling skins on for Fortnite. um i say a fortune you know for, you know, for 12 kid, 13 yeah. year old whatever the story is so there are those interesting stories out but there see, a lot of people that go into that kind of line where they end up creating a youtube channel to say or you know creating a, a decent following on instagram or whatever on the back of doing something like this they've done the first part of it out of a passion or out of an interest and then it leads on to do you know what I may as well put up somewhere what Monetize I'm doing it, yeah, yeah. and then they get a bit of traction and then they decide do you know what obviously I'm getting a bit of traction and getting a few thousand followers or views and likes or whatever it is I'll start monetizing it yeah the, the, that's grand the, they went down to me they went down the right alley first they didn't go do you know what I'm going to become a YouTuber yeah, it, yeah, no, there, yeah, there is that, there is that kind of um, uh, that what you know, cap for horse thing almost yeah. like do you know what I mean. But I think the, look, the main thing here is that the kids that are going into any summer camp or anything, and it's the same with the entrepreneur stuff. Like entrepreneurship is fucking hard. It's really, really hard. For every ten businesses that are set up, nine, um, nine fail. fail. And even within that, I think there's only like ten percent of the population within even business that even think about going down the entrepreneurship um, entrepreneurship um, route right there are there is nothing wrong with a 9 to 5 job that's one thing that needs to be communicated very very clearly because there's this kind of hustle porn generation yep. that has kind of emerged recently where it's that kind you, of like you need to work you you're need to a work your you're not. oh yeah. you need to work your but you need to get up at 6 in the morning you two need to go to sleep, the yeah. 2 hours sleep go to the gym go to your 9 to 5 go home run your other business and basically run yourself into the ground basically and we all know entrepreneur stories they're incredibly hard working impressive people however if you are impressing upon young minds which you are, you, you are doing in this instance um, this idea of becoming a social influencer you also need to warn them of the dangers of this and not be filling their heads full of nonsense being an influencer is not a solid job like no, this idea of kids coming out of their leaving cert and going I'm not going to go to college because I'm going to become an influencer is completely fucking insane yeah. and that needs to be communicated and like, like, the, the, like, like any business or any course that would be in UCC or any college the more people that go into it, the more people that come out of it, the more saturated the market is, the less jobs there is. Oh yeah, of it's course. In a simple like, way. Yeah. The more people that go onto Instagram and say, oh, I want to become an influencer and next thing change their thing to public figure, which I can hate on that option on Instagram to have your page as no you are not Bill Gates, no you are not you are not a public, public figure. You're, you're, you're the, the who's you're who of who's not as from, the man said. You know, like yeah. But no, look, it's it's and I I think look, I think the, the I don't know what the secondary school education is like nowadays, but look, kids do need to be educated more about technology, both the pros of it and the cons of it. I'm not saying that look, all technology is evil. It's here to stay, we need to fucking deal with it. Yeah, learn so, how to use it. So there yeah. so that that stuff needs to be there. The dangers of this also needs to be um needs to be highlighted of it. I'm not talking about the extremes here of catfishing or mm. just some old fella fucking up the country looking to looking to get some young one's number or something like that I'm not talking about that side of things I'm talking about the socio-psychological damage or impact that being an influence because again you create a page doesn't matter what age you are people are going to be criticising you yeah. they're going to be saying nasty things about you and at that age you are probably not old enough or you don't have to take enough skin to understand that no, people are just fucking assholes. It's mm. not actually you. This is just the environment that people are in. Do you know what I mean? So, like, even there's people, like, experienced entrepreneurs, and we know some of them, and some of them just go, yeah, I'm getting off Twitter. I'm getting off Twitter. It's toxic. I can't fucking deal with this anymore. But going back to what you said there, it was reminding me when you were talking about, you know, the, the whole idea of this hustle porn and, and working every day, apart from two hours that you probably crash for. You think, we already mentioned there about Bill Gates, and, you know, you talk about Jeff Bezos and all these kind of huge, huge entrepreneurs but they were, when they were building this business they didn't have online so they weren't running this business and every five minutes on Instagram stories oh yeah no it's, it's 360 so now, three, now we look at all these guys like the likes of Gary Vaynerchuk or any of these and they're they have a camera crew following them around putting out content because they've already made it but making it look like they're starting yeah, this yeah. business no they have huge multi-million businesses behind them they have the time that they can go and do this because they have a huge yeah, team no, of the, 100 the, the, the people pro the problem them. is that if you have this conversation with anyone who is in the influencer space, they will point to one, two, ten, twenty, a hundred people who've gone down this route and they're making substantially more money than I am as an academic and they're going, <laughs> you're just jealous, what the hell are you talking about? The problem is, is that you show me one successful influencer and I'll show you thousands who have failed. And 
like it's not that you failed again people just use social media for whatever reason but people who actively try and become these influencers or something yeah. like that especially at such a young age there are scenarios where people are and parents don't know how to deal with it like if you're if you're um, if your kid's on the football team and they're not playing a lot of parents can relate with that because they've been in some sort of situation like that and they can deal with it someone talking about I'm getting abused online parents just don't know how to comprehend oh well where are you being abused how are you being abused can I get access to this person there's it's so it's such a complex environment and then like you've got an institute of technology and they're promoting this i just hope that when with any of these courses doesn't matter whether it's an entrepreneurship one whether it's focusing on influencers whatever that the kids are educated in terms of the pitfalls the complexities the issues kids aren't stupid they know this stuff better than most than the we do Mm -hmm. almost uh, because they grew up with it entirely i actually saw i think it was actually i think it was actually gary vaynerchuk put up a thing during the week that it was going on about parents and kids and it was like I'm fed up he said I'm fed up of hearing parents give out that their kids are not social uh, sociable you know that they're not out playing on the streets like they did when they were kids not out playing curbs and all this kind of stuff but his, his argument was no shut up they're the most sociable people that have ever been on the planet because they're talking to more people than anyone ever did before yes it's online but that was his argument that there's more conversation going on yeah okay so let that 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 goes to the classic argument which is always that it's volume against against depth of relationship right so again there's this this concept of parasocial relationships where you have a relationship you're in a community without actually being in in would you you call on one in the emergency exactly like that kind kind of thing so that again that's it look like like like, like you you know you'd ring me now if you're in trouble and i'd hang up do you know that kind of thing oh absolutely (laughs) you're drowning (laughs) fucking should have learned how to swim (laughs) Bring, bring your arm, your armbands. Bring your armbands the next time. Yeah. No. Look, it's 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 interesting. We should have more courses like this. I just hope that they're structured. I do. In I do the like. Right I do way. love the idea of courses that will be like you know crash course for creating video, crash course on you know Facebook advertising, whatever it is. But, they, but this, but this isn't that. This is specifically calling out becoming an, an influencer. influencer. Yes, and that is my that is I will say that is my issue. That and I just want them to be careful about how they do it, as you yeah, said. Yeah. You know, no, it is. It's I just I I worry for even the thought of like I mean what it is the equivalent of is us signing up to a course with a college a number of years ago where the name of the course would have been how to become a celebrity. You know, it's a bit fucking stupid. Um, and again, I think it's probably the title is a little bit misleading and look, they no, have to sell this it. and all the rest of it. That's fine. But I just, I, I, I'd be interested in the content in and of itself. Do you know what I mean? And again, I have a conflict of interest here. Higher Education <laughs> Authority Fund, again, all the rest of it. But I just think it's important to have the, I think it's important to have the, to have the discussion, I think. And again, I think people like, we're probably overtly negative on this particular podcast and we should probably we? do a proper are we oh well i am <laughs> um but um but i think the uh yeah, that's good emphasis there i enjoyed that but the um i just think that there's um there's a nuance and a very very complicated discussion that needs to happen about these things and i again i would be very very interested in the content look, what I are love, the what love, are they going to be told at these kind of events i work in it we both do we love social media um, for what it can bring it's just there is there is parts of it that need to be watched out for and I think a lot of younger people can't be led down that wrong path I love nothing more than seeing someone doing well on social media because of a passion they had and you know and they get to this level of yes they get branded under the term micro influencer or whatever it is to get a couple of thousand followers for themselves because they're um, they're you know what's their their profession and their field we'll say yeah you know I love nothing more than seeing that and I love that they get a bit of attention and so look, what if someone success wants to stories go, are great but not I've done success a, stories like, look I work in it at the moment but like you know I, a brand I used to work with you know for for food giving these people like they they don't want to be paid some of these they just want free they 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 love the notion of getting free product from a company yeah. you know to talk about it, you know so they will do a brand far more justice than someone that's out to earn money and out because they think this is a job oh yeah but I think this is a different there's a big difference between us talking about influencers who are whatever age and they're promoting brand for us whatever different conversation we are talking about educating people no yes yes and again the way that it's kind of framed is job build your online presence and stuff like that again 
I just hope that it's like an you, honest you conversation. You love that word, that, that whole personal brand, like, you know. I fucking hate it so much. Why can't we just have individuals? Like, why can't people be just people? Why does everyone have to be a brand? Why can't people just be individuals and people? Like, why can't, why can't we refer to people as just people? That guy, like, instead of saying, oh, he's a great entrepreneur, or he's got a great personal brand. Like, what the fuck, you know? Um, but the... Um, but even I say it to the, co- to the college kids, I say it, this idea of becoming an influencer, passionate and fucking all the rest of it. Forget, find out what you're good at. Yeah. Do what you are good at. And don't be, again, we said we had the conversation with, um, sorry, I can't remember his name now. Um, Galway from Cork. Dinny. Dinny, yeah, apologies. Um, could not remember the name. <laughs> the old fucking, I can't remember a thing these days. I swear to God, the, the being locked in for the last 15 months is fucking catching up on me. But, um, but we made a very, very good point during that conversation where it's like the best influencers um, <laughs> inside and um, that I know are the guys that are really, really good at singing. They're good at making food. They're good at whatever. And being an influencer is a byproduct of that because they're good at something. They're known as you know a good filmmaker. They're known as a good whatever. They're, they're not known as like a good influencer because mm-hmm. that's such a broad term. It covers such a, such a spectrum. So again... I just hope that with something like this, the clear dangers, boundaries, complexities, we're not selling. And again, I'm not saying that we should be stomping out people's passions at the age of bloody 16. Do you know what I mean? Like they should be allowed to go and explore different things. But the dangers that we see with things like influencers is dangerous. It's not something you set out to do. It's not a... I want to be an influencer. I want yeah. to promote brands. It's not, and there are and there are people who've done it and they've been successful. But again, it's a minority. It's very very small. But they've come from something. They've done something. They're known in some sort of field to build that yeah. following. It's not I set up my Instagram account. I'm going to be an influencer. And next thing, because you're not going to get to ten thousand followers with that attitude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, 100%. like you're you're going to basically be throwing yourself all over the place and not known for anything yeah no absolutely and again we're not knocking like there's a, there's a college student in um, in one of the courses that I'm doing at the moment she's an entrepreneur she's turning over I think it's something like 100 grand a month or something like that like doing she's incredible work. incredible work all together so those are the things you look at and go absolutely but that's an incredibly impressive individual the majority of people cannot do that no. there are seasoned pe- business people in their 20s 30s 40s that could not do that do you know what I mean um, so I think it's it, again the it just needs to be a complex argument and don't treat the kids as stupid either. They probably know more about this stuff than we do. True, very true. So therefore, treat it with the... Treat it with the... Um, treat treat technology and this kind of stuff with the respect it deserves and treat them with the respect they deserve in terms of how they're going to consume this information and don't be selling them to the sun, the moon and the stars. Because again, we say it, like we say it in the entrepreneurs, I say it to them, lads, the majority of you are not going to become entrepreneurs of those of you that do become entrepreneurs 90% of you are going to fail that's not me stamping or or work for the entrepreneurs yeah exactly and there's nothing fucking wrong with that do you know what I mean there's nothing like again there's this kind of culture this kind of dangerous entrepreneurial culture after kind of emerging recently and again that's that's it's just that not everyone can do it do you know what I mean and people are kind of pushed into that particular area so no I just think that um, again entrepreneurship is hugely important um, people being empowered and doing things is, is incredibly important, particularly at a at a young age. I come across students on a you know weekly basis who are doing absolutely phenomenal things. They go on to do even more phenomenal things outside of them um, once they graduate, whatever the course may be or whatever the whatever the case may be. But again, it's just the education piece. You just need to be need to be careful about it. You know, mm, definitely need to be careful. I've said it about fourteen times already, but I need to. <laughs> do you know why? Because I've got a conflict of interest. <laughs> I think um, talking about the con- not the conflict of interest, but I think the one thing that <laughs> stood out to me, and oh, what stood out to you? Tell me, tell me. Among the topics included in the program, no, it could be very good. Like you know, oh, we're still going on with this. Yeah, yeah. Right, go on. The, You're the, going to get me in trouble. Like. <laughs> the topics included in the program are the psychology of memes. Like I, that's the one thing that I was like, I don't get that. The rest of it was grand, like brand building, how to tell your story online. We get all that bit, but it was the psychology of memes. There is a, we, there is a whole area of study around memes. What, what they gather attention? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But there, no, there is a whole psychology but around ten like, years ago. They I don't, I know the old fucking yeah, the old. I mean, they've kind of made a bit of a comeback with TikTok. To be fair, I do like a good meme. I have to say. Do you? Yeah, it gives a chuckle, does it? It does, you know, chuckle. It, 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 it rocks my world. <laughs> I put that. In. 
What it rocks my world. Day one, yeah. Yeah, along with fuck whatever you said earlier on. Oh Jesus Christ, man. Bang and wallop. Yeah, bang and wallop. Bang, bang and wallop memes rock my world. Right, I think we'll leave it there. Um we will be back next week with another episode. Maybe. Depends how busy we all are. <laughs> well you might have a lot of free time in your hand now. <laughs> I might have. No, no, I think all my comments are very, very fair. You are, yeah. You know, you didn't go you didn't uh, you didn't insult anyone, I don't think. I did no, but it's not. It's not. And, an, and if they have a free spot for a keynote guest lecture, no, I'm doing come my down. own. I'm doing my own. Um, no, it's it's uh, no, uh, and it's a conversation that doesn't need to happen. Educating within a digital world needs to change how we educate, yes. what we're educating about. Um, looking at the business side of things. Um, looking at the business side of things, identifying the dangers of things. Like even like I like we teach. Um, like we've an advertising module, for example, in the university, and within that is talking about you know media buying placement and um, capturing attention all that kind of stuff is built in but then there's also a case on kind of consumer culture and the culture around advertising in and of itself and that's mm. talking about kind of um uh, sexualization gentrification zoomorphism all this kind of stuff that happens within advertising and how advertising is contributed to society teach, teach, teach you how to, to look out for it almost how to almost decode interpret yeah. That's the kind of stuff that I'm not saying you should go heavy, 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 but I mean that's the kind of stuff that you could start educating people about a bit younger. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? This because not, these, these, we've got, we'll go back to the word. These influencers are not doing this because it's something they're interested in. No, they're they're doing this. They're doing this specifically because the brand wants them to do this. They're they're putting hashtag ad there for this reason. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? Yeah, just info. Just people. The more people are informed, younger the more they structure the world that they grow up in. Smelling Adam by the way. That's a <laughs> I go ahead and say, yeah, yeah. I, and then it's still info. Like I, I bought, I, what uh, Club, Club, Club Orange brought a new can um, of um, drink and I bought it because it looked cool. I, I got the, the, the Fat Frog uh, during the week. They brought out, uh, Club brought out Fat Frog. Oh yeah? Yeah. It's not the same as those being we say 18 in a pub <laughs> ordering two pints in a straw <laughs> well you I can imagine you eh, as a fella in Wexford going up a big grugger can I wear two pints of fat frog please oh, yeah, yeah, hold yeah, the yeah. umbrella no there was one pub in, 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 in where I'm from now and used to frosties they used to taste like lollipop frosties oh they were the I remember that they were the red little shots yeah, 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 yeah I remember them, used yeah. to get them pints they got, I didn't used to get them. or maybe yeah, I did I don't know I was, I, I've been 18 for a long time man. oh no no I suppose you remember back that a long long time right we'll leave it there and we'll be back next week with another episode and uh, you can follow us online keep in touch and uh, take care guys thanks very much talk to you later